What's going on, guys? Hey, it's Anthony here at the Culture Jack Podcast. It is weekend wire time. That means it's time for me to hook you up with some TV series, some movie news, and to hopefully uh, be your guiding light into what's going down in movie town. Thank you so much again for tuning in today. We've got a little bit of a short list, which is okay because we've got some things that are going to happen in the weeks to come. That's going to blow this list up. And uh, yeah, so let's just dive right into it. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. If you're listening to to the day of release, we're heading into the week of Spider-Man dropping in theaters. Guys, there is so many freaking trailers coming out. I, uh, have been trying to keep up with it, but it seems like every other day there's new trailers. I was watching interviews with Tom Holland and some of the cast. I was, it was just crazy. I mean, they're, they're dropping the fire on uh good old Spider-Man. Um, my personal expectations are set pretty darn high because of course, Tom Holland's reprising his role. He's got, you know, his, his, his uh, gang with him. And then we're getting these reprisals, these these characters that were in the previous renditions of this series uh, long before. So in some cases, you know, Hobgoblin, Hobgoblin, long before the the Feige and uh, Marvel evolved into what it is today. And I am genuinely, genuinely excited because this is a pretty big multiverse kind of mashup, right? We're getting characters that we've never seen in the MCU uh, coming over. And yeah, they're villains, you know, with Hobgoblin coming on. I absolutely love it. I think that's a smart, just a smart role and move. And William Defoe's an incredible actor. I thought he did good. He's got that, that goblin looking face. <laughs> um, we got Dr. Octavius coming back, uh, which is, which is exciting. I love what they did with uh, Jamie Foxx's Electro. I think they really focused on uh, trying to make him Electro as opposed to the rendition we saw in the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. So we've got those guys. We've got Lizard coming over. We have the Sandman. And then I'm going to bet that we have some unknowns that we're going to be surprised to see. We've, We've got Doctor Strange in this. Right. I mean, so we're going to get some more Benedict Cumberbatch. We're going to get more Tom Holland. We're going to get all these bad guys, these new old bad guys coming back in. It just feels so right. And of course, you know, we, we, we've got the opportunity for Venom to make an appearance. I am going to bet maybe an end credit appearance, maybe sooner. I think that's a, that's a power play. Uh, we have the a, a small chance of, you know, would there be a Michael Morbius appearance, you know, pre-Morbius the, the Living Vampire or post, possibly? Are we going to get a Craven the Hunter appearance? What are we going to get? That's the big question. Um, again, my expectations for this movie are incredibly high. In fact, I believe that this is going to be by far the number one MCU movie, probably the number one movie in the, in the world for 2021. Um, it, the writing's on the wall on why, right? I mean, we had 
a decent year for movies, nothing in comparison to what we've had in the past. Um, I was hoping Eternals did better than what it did. It, it did fine, but I was, I was just hoping for a little bit more. Um, Spider-Man's long, long overdue. And again, with all of the teasers and all of the footage that they're dropping, uh, it's continuity from the past films and the characters, this, this is a reoccurring character. So this isn't new. This isn't an inter, a introduction, like what we got with Shang-Chi and the Eternals. This is uh, picking up where we left off with the previous movie and then throwing in, like I already mentioned, all of these big bads from the previous runs of Spider-Man and still not knowing what, where this is all going to land, what we're going to see uh, with having the, end credit scene with Venom. And I mean, just so well played that they have set the stage very, very well for Spider-Man, uh, which is a couple of days away, uh, guys. So you're definitely going to hear about that in the weeks to come. I am going, I'm not going to try to, I probably won't try to make it release day next weekend. Given the opportunity, I will absolutely make it um, to, to catch that film. I'm, just excited, guys. Super excited. I hope you guys are too. We're heading into Christmas. Uh, nothing like a Spider-Man movie to help uh, reign in the year, right? So we will hear more and discuss more here in the weeks to come. Or maybe next week. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. Let's go into some rumor mill again. I don't, th- I, I, and I'll say this cautiously because I've said it. And then it turns out to be the longest episode. I, I don't think we're going to have a super long episode here, but let's let's see, because I do have some stuff on my list I want to continue talking about. Next one. This has been a rumor for quite some time, and it's been a rumor. It's been a connector to um, the Hawkeye series, possibly, and possibly in the new Spider-Man series. And what am I talking about? I'm talking Charlie Cox's Daredevil. Um, there's been so much speculation. There's a lot of guessing with the Spider-Man, uh, that and Spider-Man movie with the trailers. Oh, that's gotta be, oh, that's gotta be most of that was dissolved, but none of that matters anymore guys, because the man himself, Kevin Feige confirms Charlie Cox is returning as daredevil. Um, so we got an article here after months and months of speculation, the, uh, the MCU has found its daredevil. As part of the press tour for Spider-Man No Way Home, Marvel Studios boss Kevin Feige has confirmed Charlie Cox's is the franchise's Matt Murdock. Should he return at some point in the future of the MCU? This is Feige's first official comment on the casting after a massive fan movement aiming for the actor who played the lawyer in the three seasons at the Netflix to return. If you were to see Daredevil and upcoming things, Charlie Cox says, would be the actor, or Charlie Cox, yes, would be the actor playing Daredevil. Feige told Cinema Blend Sunday a week ago. Where we see that, how we see that, and when we see that remains to be seen. So there it is, folks, <laughs> which is cool. I mean, like, hey, I'm good with that. Thank you for confirming. Let's let's get off the bandwagon of uh is it going to be Charlie Cox? Now it's a matter of when is it going to happen? Very, uh, a very similar question to Fantastic Four. 
a very similar question that we, the, uh, the fans, the audience, have about X-Men. When and what and who? Uh, I would say Daredevil's a little bit closer than uh, X-Men because we have no casting, we have no nothing. Fantastic Four had a uh, soft announcement with no casting. Uh, they did have a logo, so, I mean, that's a, definitely a step closer. But I will take Kevin Feige confirming Charlie Cox, if Daredevil is reprised, it will be him. Which, at this point, it almost makes too much sense because the Hawkeye world is damn near playing in Hell's Kitchen with uh, with, with some joint or, or, or some characters that, that can play in Daredevil's world if they have not already. We don't know. We don't know. We will soon enough as uh, the Hawkeye series comes to an end in the next several weeks, but exciting I, I love how they're tying this stuff together it just it, it, it's it's awesome um in movie news as well shang chi 2 is now confirmed which means we will be getting the return uh, i would assume i mean I, I can say this all day long i would assume that we will see uh something more about this late 2022 uh, but nonetheless, it's great. I enjoyed Shang-Chi. Was it the best Marvel movie? No, I don't I, I don't think so. Um, was it the worst Marvel movie? I don't think so. Um, I, I think that the newness of the character probably shook some shook some people or deterred people from maybe maybe liking where they went with it because they 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 went swinging for the fences as far as I'm concerned. Fuck, we got a dragon, we got these beasts coming out of a mountain, we got these crazy um, the this crazy cultural fantasies that we have yet to see up until this movie, and it, it was different. It's just, it, to me, it's like the Eternals. The Eternals was not your kind of run of the mill high production. Well, it was high production, but it just wasn't what you may be accustomed to when you're going to see one of these movies. Do I think Shang Chi's got some life? I I think so. I I think they have. Um, some great characters. And as these characters evolve on the big screen, I think it's just going to lend to where they can and will take this character. I'm super excited. I hope you guys are as well. Another announcement too. I mean, like at this point, I just love hearing that. Hey, yes, we're working. Shang uh, Chi 2 is confirmed and will be going to the big screen. So another thing that came out, which, which kind of took me back was Penguin the up-and-coming Batman movie, which we know is going to be Colin Farrell, also will have an HBO show going, or a uh, uh, TV show extending beyond the movie and going into an HBO Max limited show similar to what we're going to see from Peacemaker in the sense of a show post-movie, not in the sense of uh, the character or what have you, which I find very interesting um, we don't know a lot. I don't know a lot. Maybe maybe you guys do, but um, we got very limited scenes of um, Colin Farrell's character at this point. And yeah, as we get close, we're definitely going to get more trailers. They're going to they're going to just blow the hype train up with it. Um, and rightfully so. I mean, Batman <laughs> for for, you know whatever reason that character 
once he's heading to the big screen, especially this new one with Robert Pattinson, we've got all these great actors tied to it. The story looks badass. It's dark. It's gritty. It's going to be huge. Now, is it going to be good? I really hope so. Um, does it lead to a uh, penguin offshoot? We know. Well, it is. So apparently we're doing some stuff right now. Is that a prequel to him becoming who he is? We don't know. Is it a post Batman event? So he evolves and then maybe they tie in some of these other characters. I hope so, because I hope that this up and coming Batman movie is not a one shot. Um, I hope that they tie some of the characters back to a penguin story. Maybe they're going to do um, some other characters that are in the up and coming movie as sideshows and then come back to another movie, maybe Batman two or, or what have you. Um, I like the direction that they're going. I think uh, it just plays well in the bigger environment that we're starting to see grow. Marvel's got its stuff going similar fashion. DC needs to get up and get its ass moving. And I think that's a good, a good play on their part personally. Uh, let's keep going. Some other, another one that came up. Let me, let me pull the news on this guy right here. Uh, a lot of stuff was announced. I think there's a lot of excitement. I think the audience and, and everything that's happening right now warrants, um, the continued growth. So here it is. That's exactly what I was looking for. And with that comes another announcement. Venom 3 already in the works. Tom Hardy's Venom will be getting a yet another sequel as producer Amy Pascal revealed that Venom 3 is already underway. During an interview with Collider, the Spider-Man No Way Home producer confirmed another Venom sequel is already in the works. We are in the planning stages right now, she revealed. But that but what we are focused on getting everybody to come and see No Way Home, which makes sense. It also makes sense that they're already working on this because of where and how Venom can be integrated into the MCU and how uh, the, the Spider-Man IP, they they are in route to making this huge, guys, huge to where it can be truly an independent universe kind of doing its own thing, which I don't think they were ever able to accomplish. And what I mean by that is like Venom's a standalone dude. Like we can keep getting fucking Venom movies as far as I'm concerned and they'll do okay. If not great. I know that there's, there's people that don't like it, but there's people that don't like fucking everything. So with having Venom as a standalone already with Tom Holland's Spider-Man just knocking it out of the fucking park and playing with the Avengers and doing this and doing that. It's a, by far a standalone and has done very well. We've got Morbius coming, which Jared Leto's representation from what I've seen in the trailers already. I think that that could be a standalone easily um, as long as the story's right. I think they got the actors there. You've got obviously Jared Leto. We've got uh, Tyrus Gibson and, and whoever else is on staff that we haven't seen yet. Um, so that could be a standalone and, and will be because we're getting an independent movie. They're talking Craven the Hunter. I mean, like, it's so exciting to see its own world being built. While, yes, it is a smaller part of the larger MCU, it's exciting to see it kind of play together. And back to what I was talking about with the Penguin, will we start seeing this in the DCEU with 
with Peacemaker or Suicide Squad and then the Batman and the Penguin? Are we going to see some Tim Drake stuff? Are we going to see some Two-Face stuff? Are we going to see some Punchline? Are we going to see a different rendition of of, uh, Nightwing? Are we going to see, it could, you know, the book's wide open. What direction and plans that they're wanting to take it in is yet to be seen. But exciting to talk about, guys. I love I love talking about this stuff, um, especially because it's a it's exciting. It's an exciting time to uh, be able to enjoy this type of content at the uh, the rate that it's coming out. So, a little bit of bad news. <clears throat> two two items that are bad news for you folks. Uh, first, this came across uh, one of my feeds when I was when I was doing some research on some stuff here for the Weekend Wire. And I was in disbelief, so I had to look it up. And I did. And I was like, what the fuck? And what that? What the fuck am I talking about? It is the new Netflix Cowboy Bebop show has already been canceled. So after one season, it hasn't even been a month. It's the, uh, the same effect that we saw with Jupiter's Legacy. And... I'm going to take away my own personal biases in, in most of these instances I do. I feel like, again, it's premature. I, I still think the Jupiter's legacy thing was a bad move because of how much they can build off with the Malarverse. And we're going to talk about super crooks here in a few moments, but Jupiter's legacy, whether you liked it or not, in my opinion, was done the way it should have been done. A lot of people bitched about the CGI. Again, and I'll say this time and time again, you're going to hear me repeat myself. These shows aren't necessarily supposed to be produced at the same levels or show you the same things that is made in a high-budget Marvel movie. Jupiter's Legacy should not have been, in my opinion, this, you know, crazy, crazy CGI with this, that, and the other. Well, I just don't like the CGI. Well, it's not supposed to have that level of CGI. It wasn't supposed to. This is a different story. This is... Um, the way it's produced is different. And Cowboy Bebop was, I thought, produced very well. I thought the dialogue in it, the characters in it, it was very fun. It was quirky. I mentioned this before. It was very uh, Guardians of the Galaxy meets anime meets rated R. And uh, maybe it needed more time to get legs under it or something happened. I'm not 100% sure why they elected to just kill this thing before it really had the opportunity to blossom. I did read and skim through um, some notable social media sites that promoted this and it was mixed. It was mixed. Oh, this sucked. Oh, this was awesome. Why did they do this? Mixed, mixed uh, audience there on whether they liked it or not. I, I feel like though, with these types of outside, these kind of IPs that kind of go outside the box, they need a little bit more time to develop than 30 days or what have you to really see the impact and to draw the crowd. That's my opinion. Um, and, and that's what it is alone in this instance, but I still feel like Cowboy Bebop. I think uh, Jupiter's legacy, both of those could have evolved quite nicely given the opportunity because they're not recognizable IPs in the sense of the creation. And while Cowboy Bebop is a successful anime, a real life version, that's a bit of a stretch. You know, it's the same for 
uh, the Jupiter's Legacy story, it's a little bit of a stretch. It takes a little bit more for people to kind of warm up to it because they're like, well, I want the standard. I want Cowboy Bebop in anime form. You're doing this fucking live action shit. Um, and I would I would say the same to Jupiter's Legacy and how its story is as opposed to it being live action because clearly we have a ton of adaptations from comic books over. Some make sense, some don't. I think this was a slow burn Jupiter's Legacy, Cowboy Bebop, and I feel like it's a missed opportunity. That's my opinion, and it sucks to see it go so fast. Let's keep moving on the list. Another show that also got canceled (laughs) is Why the Last Man, and this is kind of interesting to me. So Why the Last Man is another comic book adaptation from Vertigo Comics. I think it was like a 50-run series, 50 or 55-run series. And it was also announced um, that it is canceled after its first season as well. However, let me pull this out. The troubled. Okay, let me let's we'll look into that. Um, but there was there was some speculation here, and this is a little bit older news, but there was some speculation um, because it's on FX and Hulu that. Netflix was uh, dropping its line in the water to possibly buy it. I did read some no- read a couple of notes in regards to that. Let me pull this up. Let's read this article again. It's it's a little dated. It's from a little over a month ago. Um, let's see the Monitor Weekly column. Perhaps the strange to vote. Oh, is it Dune? Where the hell? Okay, the story of why the Last Man goes back to comics of Brian K. Vaughn. I don't know what the hell they're doing. In early 2020, the role was recast. So I remember that for Yorick um, to Ben Schneitzer uh, taking the lead role. The COVID-19 stalled production of the network moved it from FX to the cable, to the cable FX on the Hulu streaming. Finally, after all of those delays, the show launched in September. It wasn't a critical darling, but it was solid. And it made a certain to, uh, you know, fix in some of the blind spots around the gender and the the original comics. But now, before it's even finished its first season, it's been canceled. Word that what? Oh, shit. Hold on. Damn you, pop-ups. <laughs> um, why the last wasn't getting renewed for season two started spreading over the weekend, with Clark taking to Twitter to express disappointment, but vowing to take the show elsewhere, if possible. We know that someone else is going to be very lucky to have the team and the story, Clark wrote. I have never experienced the remarkable solidarity of this many talented people. We are committed to finding why it's next home. Actress Amber Timblin states, who played Kimberly Campbell Cunningham on the series, also tweeted support for the show and expressed hopes for another season. FX reportedly chose not to continue with the show because its options to extend the contracts of some of the key cast were facing an expiration deadline and execs didn't want to shell out millions to extend them. The clock merely ran out. Why has never seemed to have great timing in the particular that's what killed it. Isn't that crazy though? So it's not the show itself. So the show itself is doing, was doing well, um, but it did accrue quite a bit of, uh, 
delays due to COVID-19 and, and the precarious situations that arise with that internally for production, they finally get it pushed out. They had to change some cast around. And then while, you know, a month or two later, after it's being released, they're, they're in another situation to where they're like, shit, if we want to do season two, we've got to get on this contract stuff. The show came out later than it was supposed to. We had to take it from public TV over to, I mean, so again, I know that's going a little deep, but these are the things that happen to these shows that I think a lot of people lose sight of, or, or we're just not aware of because um, we all like to look at it from the outside saying, oh, that show must've fucking sucked. And that's why they're not reprising or, or picking it back up when often there is far more complications than it just sucking uh, that, that plays part into the decisions that are made from executives. And I'm not defending the executives in this sense. I am just stating that while we, the public media love to believe that we have the answers and understand every situation that arises, especially in the world of entertainment, there are things that could definitely complicate budgets, resources, and everything in between that may not point fingers at the actual production quality or the end results of said project that will impact. In this case, that's what happens. I would imagine that this may come back. Part of me, I liked most of the casting. Um, and and some of the some of the story, I, I do think they they could have tuned it up a little bit. Um if you guys haven't been watching it, I mentioned it many times over. It's on Hulu on your uh, streaming service. If you get that Disney Plus package, you'll get Hulu. You'll get it on there. I thought it was an enjoyable show. It's a, uh, uh, well, I don't want to explain the show to you. Just watch it, guys. Just watch watch a trailer of it. Pick up the comic book. Those are available. Actually, the comics themselves, I don't think are available. <laughs> um, moving on, though. A new trailer. This is something that's going to get you excited, guys. Who's excited? Anybody excited? No, because I just told you two shows were canceled, and here we are. Fuck. I apologize. I should have started with this one. But nonetheless, we're here, and we're going to talk Sonic 2. The trailer just dropped, guys. This movie's going to be due out April 8th, 2022. Directed by Jeff Fowler. That is right. We've got Sonic the Hedgehog 2 coming back at you. We've got Ben Schwartz taking on the uh, the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog. Jim Carrey is reprising his role, which I love. Um, I, I like him as Dr. Eggman or Dr. I thought it was Robotnik, but they're calling him Eggman on this. Um, I thought it was cool. I, I like it. Um, we've got James Mardson coming back as Tom, which is awesome. I thought James Mardson and Ben Schwartz's Sonic did a very good job. We've got... New characters coming. We've got Tails, which was Colleen O'Shannon. is going to take up the the uh, voice of that. And then uh, Dr. Dr. Eggman. I want to call him Robotnik. Uh, Jim Carrey has a new character that he's bringing in and uh, is going to have him. Have him battle, it looks like. And that's Knuckles, guys. Idris Elba is taking on the role of Knuckles. Now, if you're like me and you played Sega predominantly because of Sonic the Hedgehog. You're going to remember the evolution of Sonic, where it was just Sonic and some rings, and then Sonic and Tails, and then we got Sonic and Knuckles, and Knuckles was this badass version of Sonic. Guys, here we go. Um, anyways, I'm excited to see what they do with this. Um, is this like 
as an adult, is this something that I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm so not really. Is this something that I'll watch and probably enjoy? Sure. I, I think so. I enjoyed the first one. My kid enjoyed it. He had a, he had a blast watching. My daughter enjoyed it. Uh, so I will be uh, a patron of the, probably the home viewing, maybe a theater. I doubt it though. When this guy uh, comes out in 2022. So if you guys haven't seen the trailer for that, I did drop a uh, trailer for it there on the culture Jack Facebook page, or you can Google it guys. Sonic the Hedgehog two trailer just dropped. And there it is. Another trailer that dropped. This is this is exciting. The, the trailer was, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, another one that did just hit, though, and that is Halo, the new Paramount series that is coming to, or the new series that's coming to Paramount. Now, this has been a longstanding conversation um, in regards to Halo getting a TV show, Halo getting the movie. I remember rumors of this dropping out so many, you know, so long ago. There was a first look trailer that just dropped. It was, I personally, I think it was okay. I don't, I wasn't blown away. It was cool to see the the CGI. It was cool to see and, and hear him say some stuff. Okay, cool. You know, I mean, that's the, it, it is what it is. I'm excited to see what's to come. Um, this is on Paramount Plus, uh, which is, I don't know. I mean, that that's okay. I uh, got some stuff on Paramount Plus. That's where, let's see, Mayor of Kingstown. Uh, that is where, what is it? Yellowstone and, and other shows are. Um, this is not showing me what I wanted. And there's, I hate pop-ups, guys. I got to put a pop-up locker on this. I'm getting blasted with pop-ups on a site I was looking at earlier. It's like, Jesus, I'm trying to get this thing to, pull up what I was looking at earlier. Um, da, da, da. Anyways, check it out. It's it's the first look trailer. Um, it looks okay. Uh, I've got high hopes for this being a Halo video game patron for so goddamn long that dude, you better fucking kill it with this game. Guys, you gotta kill it with it. This is expected to air sometime in 2022. Obviously, as we get closer, we're gonna see more of this, but they dropped the teaser. Why? You ask because Halo Infinite, the full version and campaign just dropped. So it made perfect sense. Let's drop a teaser trailer the day that the game fully drops. Multiplayer has been out for weeks and uh, let's do a two in one, a twofer. So smart on these guys. Super excited to see what these guys come up with. And I would love to see a new trailer, which I'm sure we will come spring. All right. Um, Where are we at? Okay. Yeah. See this? I, I'm looking at my timer right here, 30 minutes. So every time I do this, I'm going to say it's going to be short, anticipating it's going to be short, and the episode's going to be long, which is to my favor and yours, because then I'm just sitting here rambling on. I had to get a drink of coffee. Two more things, guys, and we're going to wrap this episode up. We, I Thank you guys for hanging out with me for so long today on the Weekend Wire. Okay, so earlier I talked about some adaptations, right? I talked real briefly about Cowboy Bebop uh, and, you know, the anime adaptation. And then I talked about Jupiter's Legacy and how it was a different story. Here's another unique one. And that is, so Mark Millar uh, was supposed to bring the Millarverse 
to Netflix. That was the the contract, at least that was that was uh, presented to the public, or the agreement and understanding that was presented to the public, I should say. So in Mark Millar's Millar verse, and I'm not going to over explain this, and just going to give you an idea. Jupiter's Legacy was supposed to be the front runner, which got canceled, or got canceled and speculated that we may reintroduce this at a later date or the characters. Magic Order was supposed to be on the books and still is, I think, to some degree. Magic Order is a different um, set of circumstances and heroes, or I don't know if you want to call them heroes, but a different setup than Jupiter's Legacy in the same world, though. Magic Order is not out. They just did re-release Magic Order 2, like they did with Jupiter's Legacy, which is second runs on their comic books. They switched gears and then went over to Super Crooks, which is a limited series. It's a four-part uh, comic book series that Mark Millar did. And again, Mark Millar is the original guy that did all this. He did Kick-Ass, Hit Girl, Nemesis, Super Crooks. Uh, the, fucking, the, the list goes on Jupiter's Legacy, and, and he's done quite a few things in his career. But the point is, this is supposed to all play in the same, the same sandbox. So Super Crooks, four comic book series i think i mentioned this in the last episode they take this and then they make an anime out of it uh instead of making it live action i did watch the first two episodes of this okay so i sat down last night in preparation for this i was taking some notes uh i had to gear up to do the uh the hawkeye episode so i watched hawkeye and anyways i'm sitting there i'm like okay Let's give this guy a fair shake for what it is. Now, I do know this because I own all four comic books. I bought them eight months ago, nine months ago, right when Millar was getting big. I was a fan of Jupiter's Legacy, Kick-Ass, whatever. So knowing that, I'm like, man, there is no way that there's enough story (laughs) in four comic books to translate to a full season and several seasons to come. So come to find out Mark Millar did aid in uh, creating this animated series that was just released, which is comforting because it wasn't an adaptation and a conversion of a limited series. Because, again, it sounds like, all right, you're really stretching it here, dude. <laughs> like wh- whoever's the uh, creative controller for these, you know, you're really pushing it. So in this sense, though, in this case, uh I watched the first episode. I was like, this is fun. This is, this is cool. I, I kind of know the characters. Um, and then there, there is some, some cross branding from some of the other IPs in it, which I appreciate. And part of me through the second episode, I'm like, see, this is why it's fucked up <laughs> because if Jupiter's legacy would have been left alone and then super crooks was a live action. And I don't know. I mean, they can still, kind of fucking blend this i guess somehow i feel like this would have been a pretty badass and then magic order comes again all of these different characters within the same world because super group so far if you guys haven't checked it out check it out it's it's fun it is uh different it's got a cool take to it and for those that don't know you're gonna say this is kind of like invincible this is guys well, yes, to some degree, it's not to many other degrees. It is at the time two completely different guys doing two completely different things. 
We're not going to go into that today. I'm not going to fucking tit, tit for tat that. I did find it enjoyable. It is a adult animated series. So I forewarn you. So if you're with your kitties, it's fucking noon. You think that, you know, mom or dad here is going to throw on some, uh, some blippy or, <laughs> or puppy dog pals. And you're like, Oh, super crooks. Don't do it. Don't do it. You've been forewarned. I don't want to be the one responsible for you throwing on, uh, an adult anime mid afternoon on a Saturday thinking that, well, he said it looked great. And then, uh, yeah, shit doesn't go that way. It is there. There's, there's some adult themes throughout. Let me just put it that way, but I would definitely check it out. If, uh, the Malar verse interests you, if you appreciate, uh, you know, anime, you want something new, check out super crooks. Last thing on the list guys. And then we're, we're there. I'm long winded today. The Eternals, from the information I gathered, shows us that it will not be coming out before Christmas. I was hoping, I was praying, and unfortunately, the current set due date is January 12th. I did read a couple of suspicious articles stating that they may jockey it around, but they have the 69-day clause uh, for it to be in theaters and this and that, and then I ended up just stopped investigating because... By golly, I was reading the same shit over and over, and then it was getting into dispute stuff, and I was like, I don't want to go this far. I just wanted to know when the fuck it was supposed to release on Disney+, Plus because I want to talk to you guys about it, plus I want to watch it again, and I can't do that if it's not on Disney+, Plus because I'm not going back to the theater, because the next time I go to the theater, I'm going to watch Spider-Man. Golly. Anyways, the current date for The Eternals is January 12th, so if you guys did not catch it in theater, and you have Disney+, Plus. That's going to be the drop date. So, you know, a couple of weeks into the new year, you'll hopefully be able to enjoy the Eternals and you'll get to see some cool shit if you haven't seen it already. Or if you haven't spoiled yourself, but going on the fucking internet and watching all the <laughs> highlights from it, guys. Hey, that's it. That is it. That's all I got for you today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Culture Jack podcast as a whole. Uh, I definitely appreciate everybody that is checking out the podcast. I know Dustin appreciates everybody that's checking out the podcast. We are regularly producing four episodes a week and more often than not, at least, you know, these days we've been trying to add the OTE with relevant TV shows right now. We're running Hawkeye, but most recently before Hawkeye, we had some squid games. We've got a bunch of shows before and we plan on trying to continue that into 2022 for you giving you five shows a week that will fill your entertainment and podcast needs if uh if you like that kind of thing so the only way the only thing that we need from you guys is if you're not subscribed or you're not following us follow us so you can get the content and then of course drop a review on your favorite podcasting platform share the media and that's what we got for you today thank you so much for tuning in and we'll catch up with you in the next episode.